and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. Hey, dear listeners, I recently sat down with my good friend, Justin Long. He is so brilliantly funny, and I was lucky enough to work with him on Waiting and Mom, and I hope you enjoy our talk. It's been a minute, and so I'm like getting kind of back into the swing of things, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so I much. I changed a lot. I know. Uh, okay, wait. So how long are you in L.A. for? So I'm here till the, tw- the 30th. Do you like L.A.? Um, that's a tough question right off the bat. It's, this is one of my favorite. Well, well, I say it's tough because normally, I, if you had asked me this last night in my little apartment uh, for Franklin, I would have said no. I miss New York. I miss my friends. I miss my family. I, I live in Massachusetts on a lake, and it's really pretty this time of year. So I'm missing that a lot. But being here, uh, is, I, it's, I have a different answer because we're at – there's something about this stu- – we're on the lot. We're on Warner Brothers' lot. Yeah. It's really fun to be yeah. – I have such good memories here. And specifically here, stage 20, unless you don't want people to know that. <laughs> um, no, no. Um, no, I love that because you were like at the, we were now on season seven, season fucking seven wow. oh and you were on our first season Yeah, and I love, I always, I love acting with you. I, likewise. And I have such good memories of it. So isn't it crazy yeah. though, to also be able to, like, I get these moments where I'm driving onto the lot and I remember 20 years ago, like parking really far oh, away, yeah, yeah. sweating, <laughs> And like attempting to kind of look attractive with my audition sides in my hand, uh-huh. and some crew guys would be like, "Break a leg," or they probably yeah. say, "Good luck," or whatever. whatever. Good luck, sweetheart. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna need it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and now they're like, "Hello, Anna." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to remind yourself. You know, you yeah. know what I mean. Of course, of course. In fact, I I had an experience here that was not as she she, not as where I was guest starring on a show here, and and there was a lot of. Ha- yeah, I, I, there's a measure, there's a hierarchy of, of uh, I, I guess, status, success. I don't know if success is the word that you can measure based on your parking proximity to where you're shooting. Oh, yes. You know? Oh, completely. Well, that's when you know you've really made it. But it's true when, when we used to, yeah, and reading for st- auditions and stuff where they would make you park. Oh, my God. Because you didn't have, I mean, you came from uh, some degree of theatrical background, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I sure did. I was. Who's this? A theatrical guy. <laughs> It's not um, Theo. Theo, <laughs> yeah. Theo, the theatric. The, uh, uh, yes, I did. I did uh, Pippin for twelve years off, off, off Broadway. Not uh, that far off. It was in Poughkeepsie. I did a lot of plays in Poughkeepsie. Uh, I did. I went to college in Poughkeepsie, and, and uh, I fell in love with acting, doing plays. Yeah. How do you feel about um, living in Massachusetts? Does it feel isolating? Uh, yes, but in a really great way. It's not so much that I'm. I'm not so remote that I can't go to a grocery store or, you know, see, no, I truly, but you just, but I to, won't, but I, no, the Theo I live off the land. Oh, Theo, oh, Theo wouldn't, he would have a hard time there. No. Theo wouldn't Theo enjoy would that existence. Brian. Um, yeah, <laughs> he would need a, a like a, a, an errand boy. Yeah. For um, the sheep's milk. Wait, do you know Edgar Oliver? I'm off on a tangent that we'll probably cut. Uh, Edgar you know, Oliver. Yeah. The name sounds. He does. Familiar the moth and he, he's oh. like he says things like mother helen and i went on a bike ride and we rode as fast as we could yeah. i have to send you some links of it. it's he's genius Honest, anyway whatever. you're being slightly hypnotic right now i know you're, you have big eyes and you're, yes. you're doing this voice. that's why we will kill you well i i, I welcome isn't that like the that. way he would like to End your life. It sounds a little like Vincent Price. The journey that we're all be going on. Oh no, I want to hear him now. <laughs> okay, I just want to hear you I'll, do it. I'll send you the link. I, I wish I could do it better. As far as I know, it's perfect. I've never, I never. Oh, I, ha- I have to send you the link anyway. Um, okay, so how is your experience podcasting? Wait, you just. Um, so wait, wait, what were you going to say? I, I'm curious why you said you might cut that out. You just knew going in that it wasn't going to be a. I just don't know if our <laughs> listeners know. Oh, like it's funny. You, because I've been noticing myself like censoring myself in life more since I started doing the podcast. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you find that? Do you like? I, I'll I'll be a bit. Like, it happened at Trader Joe's the other day where I was about to. You know how they're always at Trader Joe's. They make them say which is really off putting to me. They make them say like, "How's your day going so far?" Or like, you know, it could be like eight at night. They'll say like, "What do you have planned?" Did you bring your bags? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that I always feel such a sense of shame when I don't. Have I, know, a bag. I know. I know. Um, I know. But the, the, the girl said, how, 
she asked about the bags and I said, you know, I don't have them. I'm going to need one. Unfortunately, I'm Catholic guilt. I was like, I'm so, so sorry. And she goes, Oh, that's okay. And I said, yeah, I, and I was about to tell her why I didn't. Have oh my God. The, oh, I totally over explain. <laughs> well, I normally oh, do too, but I've God. I think since I've started this podcast, I've realized that, Oh, that won't be interesting for her. I kind of <sighs> cut the head. I, I, I guess I'm just censoring myself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to be rude yeah. because I'm going to need some things from them yeah, later. So you have to explain why. I, and you have to, I constantly call myself out if I do need a special thing or like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I change my order a lot at restaurants. It drives my friends nuts. Oh, I, that would make me crazy. I do it all the time. Oh, why? you know what? I'm never happy. I, when I, was the last time you were a waiter? Was it in um, the movie that we did together I waiting? So. <laughs> I think so. I think so. You know, girls said to me, yes. You have to be a waiter. Uh, yeah, I know. I was for a while. Oh, you were? Okay. For a couple so, of years. Okay. As were you, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it helps a lot. I think it helps. It helps. But then, you're, but then you're that person who I changes know, the order. I know. I know. Why, yeah. What makes you indecisive like that? Um, it's hard for me to commit. <laughs> yes. All right. I would say that. I yeah. Would, yeah. I think that's... That's that's wonderful self-reflection. I have a hard time committing. I've known you for, what, 20 years now? Oh, God, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. We did, um, hey, dear listeners, Justin Long and I did uh, Waiting Together back in 2001, I believe, it was this t- spring. It was 2004, 2004. I remember oh, it exactly shit. because that's how I kind of gauge my the passing of my time is based on yeah. jobs. It's and like I, camp. 2005, it Shit! Out. It came out two thousand five, but we did it in two thousand four before the hurricane. Yes, we did it before. I don't know why I got so excited about that. Yes, the hurricane. <laughs> Theo, Theo's back. Well, because the city felt still like like what a hurricane it was. No, we shouldn't joke about it. It was an awful thing. So, so Anna and I, Anna, myself, and Rob Benedict, yeah, and Caitlin, Caitlin Doubleday, Doubleday, who were other actors in the movie. We we used to we used to go to this. Bar on Bourbon Street, not one of like the ones where you have like you know shots in like weird medical tubes. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was like a, it was yeah, it was our it was our kind of deal. It, it was, was our it was our Cheers. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was, was our che- Cheers. But it was a cheesy That's kind of touristy. Uh, yeah, it was called place. the Cajun Cabin. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> there's nothing we, Cajun about it. It was such an appropriation of that culture, which is a beautiful culture. <laughs> we went there so frequently that they would invite us up on stage, and we. We'd get to play the um, the washboard mm-hmm. and, um, and the spoons. Uh, we were we, often hungover. Yeah, which our characters would be. So it, that's how we justified it. We were like, we're method actors. We're you know because the whole movie took place over the course of one day after the night of this big party. So we were like, well, yeah, Dean, yep, or Serena. Yeah, we got to keep it going. Yeah, we got to really know? power through. And those crews would go out constantly too. Oh yeah, I think that's what happens when you when you when you film um, in New Orleans. It was my first time in New Orleans too. I don't know if you'd. I have it as a kid, but um, but do you remember um, Uta Hagen's tumbling class? Yes, of course. Do I talk about the same things over and um, over again? Maybe. Well, they're I worth talking do. about. They were, they're worth talking about it for us because we had so much fun. Anna would do this. Anna would pretend to be this legendary t- acting coach, Uta Hagen, but she would only do tumbling. It was as if Uta Hagen was like, it was like an advanced level Uta Hagen course <laughs> where we had done all the other training and now we're just going to do tumbling for some reason. And Anna would also do a thing where she would just disappear at one yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and hide uh, in the closet. Well, we'd be in your room often. I we'd know. End the yeah, evening or just hide either under the bed or in the closet. Oh, where did Anna like, go? I hope they go. I like, it was just like, I don't want to kick them out, <laughs> but I really hope they go. <laughs> oh, Yes. It's people please. It's your people pleasing. Totally. Yeah, I too, to, yeah. Like, that was like a man. People pleaser up to like yeah level eleven. You don't want to. Say, it's hard to say to your friends, especially like, you guys have to go. Out. <laughs> you gotta go. It's like I invited you here for the Uta Hagen tumbling class. Yeah. After you know seven minutes, <laughs> it's we actually were, time for you guys to go. And so, and, but I can't do that. I was like, I just so well, I just hid. And you'd hid <laughs> under a bed or yeah. in a bathroom. But we never took it personally. Or it was always a very <laughs> sweet way to um, to get fa- everybody out. If anything, we liked you so much that like. Knowing that you would want to be in bed, and it made us, it made me feel bad. Like, oh, for the last 12 minutes, she's been wanting to do something else and not being able to say, What a great shoot! That uh, was really, that was, was so really fun. fun. That was really fun. It's weird to see every once in a while I see that movie, uh, and I think I just, it's so I remember the, the fun times making it, but but it, it wasn't as reflected in the yes. final product. You're so right. Sense. Yes, we had we had so much joy that wasn't like necessarily captured. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait, I, we we have to do some other things, but but uh, podcasting. Do you listen to 
your podcast back like so yes. are you now self is that why you were talking about the trader joe's element is because you now hear your own voice possibly uh, yeah possibly because i don't and i know the way it sounds now <laughs> yeah but and i also noticed i say this a lot i say yeah a lot i affirm i don't know but why i think it's a great thing well it's, and i don't think anyone else notices that I read a comment that oh, people no, do. Don't read that. No, don't. No, 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 no. It's, the it's awful. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Do you not read them? No, I don't. <laughs> because it truly is like you could have, you know, 10 really positive ones. Yep. And then there's one that's like, oh, that just nags on your brain. And it's so no. Those I, are the ones that I retain. Yeah, of course. That live in me. Of course. <laughs> so no, I don't think you should do it. And I um, probably foolishly so. I don't like to watch my face uh -huh. make movement so you could watch yourself sleeping no oh no, god no. no fuck are you kidding that'd be the worst <laughs> so you never watch mom you don't watch no 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 it, it's just that i constantly think like i didn't realize that my face moved like that uh, or that uh, uh, uh. that i said that thing it's it's i i don't know you're critical you're very self-critical aren't we all it's um, in a narcissistic <clears throat> way though which i guess is self-critical with the podcast though i don't I need to hear it because I like to weigh in on what gets right. cut out, and like I like. To, uh, you know. I don't know. I think you gotta like trust somebody else to do that. Well, I trust because my, otherwise, yeah. I don't like. I don't think that. I think the beauty of this format, as well, is that that uh, there's an honesty in it, openness. Yes. And so I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I don't want to censor myself too much. I think censor that when I say censor, I, I. I think I meant that in a, I think it's actually a good thing. Wait, let me ask you this before we get into some of this stuff. But uh, are you the kind of person that could potentially sail around the world by yourself? Sailing skills wise? No. Would you I want. I mean, if somebody say it, if somebody you, did it for me. I mean, I, I could you trust be myself. by yourself on the open ocean for, let's say, this wouldn't be around the world, but let's say, you know, two weeks. Two weeks. Open ocean, no chance of like a squall moving in and killing me. Well, yet to be determined. What, what? I'm laughing because this reminds me of a story you told me once. What? Where, well, I was going to say, do I get do I get any writing implements or anything to do? Do I have any? Oh, I don't. I have no idea what story you're about to tell me. Yeah, yeah. You you get um, okay. You get a couple of moleskin books that uh -huh. your friends gave you. Okay. You get like a uh -huh. feather pen with ink. Okay, a quill, a quill, a quill, pen? A quill yeah. That's the only pen I use. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, for two weeks, yes. Any okay. more than two weeks, I, I think I'd start climbing the walls. The mast. The mast. <laughs> yeah. What story? Well, this because I started thinking about if I don't have an outlet, like some sort of creative thing, I, I would start getting fidgety after <laughs> a couple, like maybe a half hour. And then I remember you told me, I think <laughs> you told me the story about, this is a great story about Ben King. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kingsley. Oh God! Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So a friend of mine's about to work with. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sir I ben love Kingsley. it that you remember that. And I love uh, it. It's the best. It, he, I'm sure he listens to this, so yeah, I ho hopefully he won't mind. Of course. A lot yeah. of knights listen to this. Yeah, show, right? so, yeah of course. You're yeah. Not number one among yeah, knights. Dames and knights. Yeah, for sure. A lot of dames. A lot of dames love this um, show. Um, but he, okay, yeah. so you tell the story because it's your story. No, 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 no. I want to hear how you well, remember it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I've I've retold stories that I thought were accurate that are totally inaccurate, but I've added little embell embellishments along I love it. during some of the retelling. So tell it. me if this is true. Okay, you, Anna was flying, I believe, from LA to London. It was a long flight. It was from New York to um, Madrid. Oh, weird. Okay, there you go. I've already gotten it wrong. Nope, but, so you're, doing, so but you're doing great. It, well, it was a long flight. We had to circumnavigate a hurricane. Oh, so it, it was eight hours. It was So it was like 10 hours. Oh, okay. Because we really had to go all the way around this hurricane, whatever. That okay. makes it better, the 10 hours. Because yeah. at a certain point, I was like, I must be getting this wrong. So yeah. Anna's sitting next to Sir Ben Kingsley. Yes. You know him, you love him. 
Well, Gandhi's we, we, we were in the same we're in the same movie. The, the production had chartered a jet, which sounded awesome, but it turns out it was like a like seven fifty seven from nineteen fifty six. Oh my god! Like it was so rickety. They like you, there were like, like ashtrays everywhere. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, there was like the screen that like came down with a super blurry movie. Wow. Anyway, it sounded fun until it was like. This plane, I don't know. Like, is it fit to fly? Oh, that's scary. <laughs> okay, but wait, go on. The pilot had like goggles and a totally. scarf. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so you, so this is what you said. You said the whole time. Yes. <laughs> I thought for the whole flight, which now makes it weirder that you went through turbulence and stuff. Sir Ben Kingsley was doing nothing. Yes. And I remember, you, and I, I remember asking you like, well, what do you mean? Doing, he, he was reading. Or, nope. Nothing. He was just staring at the back of his seat. It was so fucking weird. That is it was, such an understatement. It was because it's because at first when you hear that story, it's like, oh, that's not that weird. He just wasn't doing. It. But then think about it. Think about a minute of I know, nothing. I know. Just staring ahead. I know. And then I had to awkwardly <laughs> climb over him. Well, it was like, did he die? Like, with his eyes open? You, like, hold like, a mirror in front of his face? Yep, there's still fog on it. Truly <laughs> staring at the back of the seat. Crazy. For hours and hours and hours. Was he on Valium was, or something? I don't know. I don't know. It was the oddest thing. It was so fucking it was like weird. A, it was like a hologram of, of Ben Kingsley that was just stuck. Did I tell you about when he brought me chocolates? It sounds familiar, but please tell me again, because your Ben Kingsley stories are the best. So I'm doing this scene, and it's you know July, um, and we're in like Midtown or whatever. I'm not that familiar with New York, but it sounds like I was it really I, like touristy and packed. Yeah, we, we were shooting um, at this health food store that my character ran, right, yeah. and um, and he was off that day. Sir Ben Kingsley was, and. Um, he came in and everyone's sweating and we're trying to get through this scene or whatever. And he, he comes in and then we, we sort of stop production because Sir Ben Kingsley has arrived at the health food store. And he comes up to me and he says, chocolates for my leading lady. <laughs> and, and I, oh God. And, I opened up the box. It was in the and, middle of everybody. In, yeah. In, in the middle yes, of the crew. It was in the yeah. middle of everybody. Yeah. And it said, um, like, they were, like, inside it said, like, Waldorf Astoria, which is where he was staying. Yes. It was, like, his nighttime chocolates. And for the rest of the shoot, I got so much shit from everybody. Like, chocolates for my leading lady. And I had to be like, oh, thank you so much. Because that's what the pressure that you have as a woman. Like, oh, gosh, from Sir Ben Kingsley. Uh, like, it's a combination of sweet. It's a little creepy. And then as a rap gift, he gave me his cheap. orchid from the Waldorf story. <laughs> you <laughs> I'm like truly. The vase said, "Waldorf Astoria." Like he took. At least the, he didn't give you a Bible. That's true, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. If you are out there listening to this, I love you very much. Thank you for my chocolates and my mini, orchid, mini soaps and shampoos for my <laughs> yes, leading lady. For my leading lady, here's a small washcloth. A a, a late night menu slippers. for my leading lady. <laughs> For my leading lady. But man, I got like for the rest of the shoot, everyone was like, oh, for my leading lady. A magazine of things to do in New York for my leading, my leading lady. lady. Oh, God. And I, at the time, I had grown out my armpit hair. That's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, because you were playing this very like crunchy. Yeah, hippie, yeah, yeah. And so, and I mean, like it was, and I mean, these oversized, over, whatever. It was, it was just like, I did not, I did not feel like a leading lady. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's such a like classy, like old timey way to like d- address an, an actress. Somebody with gnarly armpit hair. And... Yes. Can I ask you some things? Please. Okay. I have two relationship questions for you. And then Good. if you feel like doing an improv. Yes. Of okay. Course. So you can pass on any of these. Okay. Number one. <laughs> The worst way you've ever been broken up with. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I once broke up with... I did it. I broke up with somebody over the phone. That's fine. 
it was a lot pretty. At least it, was, it wasn't text, right? It, it, it was. It, I, it's not. I don't think it's fine. I, in my defense, oh. I was in Hong Kong. She was in Japan. We were in totally different countries. But I, I knew it wasn't. I, I, it's my guilt. It's my guilt. Really? Yeah. I couldn't look this person in the face. I had tried to do it before, and her, she had such an angelic, sweet. I, and and the second any tears entered her eye, I couldn't do it. I could not bring. Was she d- a good crier? A heartbreaking crier. I'm, I guess I'm defending. I think she it didn't even like. Well, I'm sure she felt it. I don't mean oh, to insult no. you in any way, Thanks. but yeah. but some <laughs> people some fine. people are really good at just being able to bring tears. She in. wasn't an actress. She wasn't. Oh. No, no. I broke up with my first husband. Yeah, <laughs> over phone. Other memories uh, from New Orleans because I remember when he That's came right. to visit. That's right. And I think we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, a, yeah. Why did I get? Well, whatever. Oh, God. Or were you just no. going to say why did I get? Myself? Well, well. Oh, I mean, well, you know, you're preaching to the choir. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do a face to face thing when sometimes yeah. it it can be detrimental in terms of putting the person you're breaking up with on the spot, and it can be right. And then you can also get sucked back into something to a decision that you've made exactly exactly but based on things like guilt or right. variables that are don't have anything to do with how you're really feeling right you right know, yeah. so i i think that actually <laughs> like, justify it. like no 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 but i i actually think that we've like somehow accepted this culture of like oh breakups need to happen right. in person when i i actually think it's easier to digest for both parties if there is i am i guess i am trying to justify this but but I do think that there is that digestion period that needs to happen. Yes. I think here's what helped to, uh, to further defend myself. I followed it up with a very thorough, very reflective, self-reflective and, and letter that... I, text? Just, no, no, it wasn't a text. It was, a, <laughs> it was an email. It was actually not... I mean, not that that makes a difference, but, but um, it sort of... Expl- because I think there's a... Uh, the selfish part is that there's there's a lack of closure. You could argue that there's a lack of closure okay. when you don't. But I have very strong opinions about closure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it ever really happens. Mm-hmm. I think we talk about it as though oh, there will be. Yeah. But I think that it's something that you're looking for that we yeah. will always be searching for. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't that work? Why did I make a commitment that didn't work? Mm-hmm. And and then it, like when it it doesn't work or whatever, like... Like oh you know let's meet up for a drink so we can get closure. It's like that that's that's not mm. that's not truthful to, in my head. It's like that's right. that's something that's like okay we like that people are searching for something whatever is wrong within themselves or whatever like how they couldn't make something work. But so you, you don't know, think it's it's there's something that's there's pure closure like we're no, just we're gonna close you, this. No. Yeah, well, especially with no. somebody that you were that intimate with, right? I, I don't think I don't think it's possible, and I think that that's okay, and we need to accept that idea that like we learn from heartbreak, we learn from rejection, we learn from rejecting other people, and I think that that's okay. The idea because we get a lot of calls with people wanting closure, and mm-hmm. it's like no, no, no. I, I th- what I hear a lot of times is that you don't want closure; you want. You want to know what went wrong uh, and like in pulling the thread yeah. on, on like you either want more of the relationship, you need to be accepted. And I say this like, well, because I've felt these things yeah, a yeah. lot. Um, and so, the, so the sort of the acceptance of like, okay, I went through that specific heartbreak at that period of in my life and learning that like love happens at different periods of your life, like the different intensities of love like when you're a teenager, it's mm-hmm. like all consuming. It doesn't mm-hmm. even matter who it is as long as they're like hot and whatever. Well, that's and you're what I was like, going to say. It's ke- I mean, how, how much do you think it's now ke- chemical? I mean, this sounds like a very cynical 40-year-old question to ask, but like I look back at some of those feelings and relationships and I wonder now how much chemicals played a part. Oh, completely. Yeah. And if somebody that, that felt like out of your um, – attractiveness level liked you it's so much less about who that person is because you're in such a self-absorbed place in life of course, yeah. that you can't um you can't separate yeah well i also uh when when you when you're searching for things like closure and, and when you're uh analyzing a relationship what how it went wrong what went wrong oftentimes if you distill it enough it comes down to something very hurtful which is you just don't want to 
be with that person. You you right. maybe never really wanted to be with that person, and, and and it got. This is this is the reflection I've been doing over about the last relationship I was in, which is maybe it was never really there. Justin, it's an awful thing to say. Do you think that you have? Um, do you tend to be the breaker upper as opposed to the um, broken up? That's pretty even. I would say, uh, break. Breaker breaky or breaker or breaky yeah yeah good good yeah 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 it's uh, pretty even it's pretty even i would say it's it, it may be skewed more toward me doing it because as i mentioned i have a hard time committing to well so then have you been in relationships you must have where the girl breaks up with you because you may be subconsciously forcing her hand well my my brother and Friend, we call that a gentleman's breakup. Have you heard of this concept where you, <laughs> there's nothing gentlemanly about it, so it's it's misleading, but you are, yeah. You I kind think of, that's like every breakup I've had. Yes. <laughs> you push the person to the point where they're like, yeah. fine, I'm breaking yeah. up with you. It's like, like, oh yeah, okay, well, you, so you fuck a bunch of people, and then it's well, like, well, yeah, okay, I, I guess. I've never taken the gentleman's I mean, breakup that far, <laughs> in my defense. <laughs> But yeah, that's happened. Yeah, yeah. So, and the person's like, no, I think we can, I'm not doing it. Just for the record, I'm not the one doing this. But like actions are pretty clear. Okay, here, two, you get your choice. Yeah. Ooh. When was the last time you had sex in public? The second question you can choose from. Um, like Ed McMahon. How many dates should so you to sleep together? Um, that's the thing about The Bachelor, right? It's like, it's so weird to me that they, <laughs> these are like adults who presumably, most of them have had sex before. There's, you know, the occasional like, I'm a virgin, I'm a born again virgin. I'm like, but uh, whatever that it means. And, but they, they spend so long like making out, like hardcore making out and their hands don't even move into like erogenous areas. Their hands remain on like knees <laughs> and like, but it's the strangest thing to witness two adults doing that and not getting moved shifting into a more genital friendly position. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, to, so I guess it's my way of saying, <laughs> I don't understand if you are, click with somebody, it's going to make me sound like a, like a major whore, but I, I don't understand waiting that long. I mean, if you're like, you know, if things are well, yeah, clicking, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. No, I completely, I completely <laughs> agree with you. I completely agree with you. But you are a whore. Yeah. Okay, so, well, which I, which I agree with you. Okay. Do, have you ever oh, had sex? In, um, I, you don't yeah. have to answer that if you don't want well, to. Well, what's is our bathrooms? Well, yeah, bathrooms are public. I've had, yeah. But but I'm not. That's not in my. That takes usually the other person being the uh, you know the one we should we should do this and then I get kind of caught up in it. Uh, I, I, it's not my natural right proclivity. <laughs> I have been caught twice uh-huh. by the cops. By the cops? Yeah, with two different partners. And I have not had that many partners at all, I think, for a 42-year-old. Sex in public. Wait, I'm, I'm now I'm, tr- I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I remember the first girl I made love to uh, was, I'm laughing because it was, it was. Because it wasn't so making fast them. and awful. No, no, it was just like, yeah. what's yeah. happening? Um, it was, uh, my, I was a freshman in college and she was a senior and she wanted to, this is not bragging. It was really, I mean, if you could have been there, listeners, if you could have seen it. Um, and she then wanted to have sex in a lot of different locations on campus before she graduated. And so she, what? She, yeah. And she also liked the fact that I was so green. So she's like, <laughs> and she wanted to kind of uh, teach like me things in the quad and like, yeah. under like the library, like places like, like that. Yeah. So that, but 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 my memory is so bad that I. She sounds kind of fucking rad. Oh, she was great. Uh, she was great, and Where she is knows. She? Uh, she knows who she. She. Let's get her on in, the podcast. I think she's in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's a veterinarian. She became a veterinarian. She's a very sweet person. So it was great for me because I was so. It was also new to me. Yeah. You know? So she was like, "I am this confident senior." Yeah, like in like, the library. I, like, yeah, all these like places. we're going to do the all this tower. crazy stuff. The bell tower. Yeah. <laughs> This is, please cut this because this is like no. way too much. But I remember being outside with a, with a lady and uh, I was, as we were making love, I was stung. Uh, I was bit by a mosquito no. and I slapped, I slapped the mosquito, it was on my ass and I slapped the mosquito. You slapped your own ass. I slapped my own ass. And I think she thought, and she kind of like, was like, oh, like kind of got in. Yeah. I think she thought I, it was a sex move and not like a, I want to, I just got <laughs> I'm going to have a welt on my ass from a mosquito. 
And I didn't know how to tell her, oh, no, that wasn't part, you know, I'd be like, oh, actually, let me explain that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you want to do an improv or should we do calls? But we're going to do do both. both? Yeah, we can do both if you don't mind. Yeah. Do you have time? I mean, so you're. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. This is great. I love doing improv with you. I do too. Okay. Oh, what if it's bad now? We just no, no. raise the bar. It might be. Who Set knows? ourselves up for failure. No, I, I haven't done it for a minute. Um, Are you improvising now? <laughs> I don't know. I might be. Um, um, okay, so you have. I like a that your go-to is, is always like this. Yes, of course. Well, this is uh, you have a, you have a general. Uh huh. Karen Sarducci. That's who that is. Yeah, with Karen. Yeah, I'm Karen Sarducci. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Karen. Yeah, no. We, we, oh, we you'll, started. You'll, yeah, no, we haven't started. <laughs> I am the CEO of Imaginarium Studios. Well, it's very nice to meet you. No, no, no. no oh, you haven't sorry. come in yet. Oh, sorry. Okay. Becca, who's my next meeting? Justin Long. He was in Jeepers Creepers. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, all right. Bring him in. Bring him in. Justin. Hi, Mr. Oh, Duchitza. my gosh. I am such a big fan of yours. That is so nice of you. I've heard so many wonderful things about you as well. Oh, thank you for seeing no, me. No, no, no. Thank you. I just think, I know, I think you're such a brilliant actor, and I know that now you're writing and directing, and that's just incredibly um, impressive oh, thank to, you, Mr. you know, to be proactive in one's own career. Thank and you. I've seen you play a variety of roles. Well, that means the world to me. Coming from you, obviously, somebody who is so uh, gifted and seasoned, uh, if you don't mind me saying. No, oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. So are you uh, putting on, are, are you, is this for an actual production? I, I don't know much about this. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we, um, we've acquired the rights to Million Dollar Baby. So we're making a sequel. Oh. And uh, we're, this is, I just want to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Nothing's like set in cement. Okay. The working title is called um, billion dollar babes. That makes sense. So, um, the character of Hillary Swank hasn't actually died. Okay. Okay. So what happens is that, um, she comes out of her death coma, Mm -hmm. um, but she doesn't have a tongue anymore. Mm. So she needs to learn sign language. Mm. So you would be a sign language coach. Oh, like the miracle worker kind of. Not not like Helen Keller, mm-hmm. unless you wanted to be blind as well. That might be an interesting twist. Well, just in the sense of like, I guess, yeah, sorry, teaching somebody to communicate again. So that's what it, I would be the teacher. You're, that's I, that's what my thought was. Oh. That's why I brought you in here. Well, Ms. Sardichat, I would first of all love to be in business with you and yes. participate in anything yeah. creative that you yeah. do. Yes, um, Even this is just such a thrill just to be in your yeah. company. Uh, but so, I've never seen Million Dollar baby so just think about the idea of Mm -hmm. having to teach um as hillary swank's character realizes that um she cannot speak anymore because she has no tongue um and gets frustrated in the process of learning sign language she also discovers that she's a lesbian so your character again the no tongue thing in terms of a breakthrough not unlike uh, the helen keller moment with the uh water bucket and the fountain 
Um, you bring in a lot of uh, very sexily dressed girls or something oh, like that. So to try to inspire her, yeah, to, to something like that. Million dollar babes. Oh, I see. I see. So this would be her journey into rediscovering her sexuality, of course, without a tongue. That's right. And uh, so I would be kind of her, not her pimp, but more of like a, a fluff, like sort of a fluffer coach situation. Is that, no, no, no. I would bring no, different women inspiration. in. I would inspire her. Yes, because she gets frustrated. Because, because she has no she, tongue. She doesn't know how to learn sign language very well. Okay, so her she... hands are mangled from all the boxing. Okay, so she'd so have to... So it's difficult for her. It's difficult for her to connect with women? It's difficult for her to <laughs> use sign language. Okay, so, but for the purposes mostly of connecting with women you and making a love connection. You need to teach connection. her dexterity... And give her the inspiration to live again. Mm -hmm. And sexuality is a big part of... Yeah, sexuality is a big part of everything, isn't it? Right. So I would... It'd be a role... So you want me to play that part? Are you willing to learn sign language? Absolutely. For you, Miss Sarducci. That story it sounds like such a wonderful okay. journey. Did you, do you need validation? Parking validation, yep. you're saying. Thank you, Miss Sarducci. Thank you so much, It was so Justin. nice to meet oh, you. It's Anna Ferris. Hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. I'm so, thank you so much for talking with us. I'm here with Justin Long. Hi, hi Justin. Also, Justin. Yo, Justin. What's yo, good? yo. Will you tell us what's going on? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> me and my boyfriend of six years um, broke up about two months ago now. Uh, and it was, really abrupt and like weird um he like broke up with me by telling me that he was moving <laughs> to a different city um and since then uh things between us have been really confusing um i don't really know uh if i'm supposed to still like be his friend because I want to and we've spoken about that and like I sort of like made up my mind about this guy a long time ago about like having him in my life uh, and he's like my best friend so I don't want to not be there for him um, but I'm just like I don't know is it possible can you even be friends with someone mm. you're in love with I don't uh. it's funny that this Justin this question has been like plaguing me for a while and, and it keeps coming up in my life I don't know how you feel we were kind of talking about it earlier. Yeah, we were a little bit. But wait, Justin, I have a few questions. So um, you guys were together for six years. Were you living together for the, that entirety? No. So our relationship had gone through um, what I call, I guess you could call phases. Uh, we lived together for uh, two and a half years of those of that relationship. And um, living together wasn't working uh so we stopped living together and it seemed to like be a good thing for us uh you know we the, the like para parameters of our relationship and like all this stuff have sort of have been flowed throughout the entire time so like this just seems like a natural progression uh and it was weird like we had talked about living together again um after we had done it, like after, after after the whole experience and then after not living with each other for a while. Um, so, yeah, we, we it went like a little bit back and forth. Justin, okay, so here's here is my early assessment. And please take this with a grain of salt because I'm totally unqualified to talk about any of this stuff. But it seems to me like um, your your ex has more power in the relationship than you do, which is, which is normal. Like all power fluctuates. We talk about this on the podcast a bit, but because he says he, you know, wants to move out or whatever, wants to break up. You're confused about why. I think you've probably been feeling a little bit powerless for quite a while. And I don't, I don't want you to feel that way. So the silver lining within your heartbreak is like regaining your sense of self and and who you yeah. are and what you can do to like to get like 
the most joy and fulfillment out of your next relationship. But Justin, it sounds like you're not quite at that place yet where in in terms of the grieving process, it sounds like you're still maybe negotiating, correct me if I'm wrong, Yes, that you're negotiating like, because it says in your letter, like it sounds like you're still maybe holding out hope that you will get back together just because the, the, the breakup sounded so abrupt that it, you, it, you might not have resigned yourself to not being together. Definitely. Yeah. I think part of it now too, is like now that we aren't like he lives in a different city and we don't see each other anymore, obviously, but like we still talk, which is why it's like weird. And it's not like we're having long discussions, but like we like, say hi and check in with one another and stuff like that. Wait, wait. Okay. A couple of questions. Number one, was this, and just answer yes or no. Was this your first love? Yes. Okay. He was 19. And do you initiate the conversations? Yes. Mm. Okay. So with first loves, it's so difficult because, um, we were talking about this earlier, like the idea of like, because you're at a place in your life where it's like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Am I like, I can't believe like for me, at least when I was in high school, there was an attractive guy that liked me when I was a senior. I couldn't believe it. Cause I had just like, my headgear was just removed. And, um, <laughs> he had a headgear like, fetish I, though. And he was upset about that. <laughs> But that attachment that happens, and it's important for people to go through, I really believe this, heartbreak is important for a, for growth in a human. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, So please just keep that in perspective. It's not that you have to embrace that idea. I know that you can't right now because you are heartbroken. But just keep that idea in mind as you go through this journey. I think that um, my advice to you would be to not, reach out anymore even though i know you miss him desperately i completely agree and i i think it's interesting you said about the power dynamic about the the power imbalance there's an inequity there and the best way the only way right now justin you're not gonna like to hear this because i've been in your shoes and i hated when people were like just cut it off but because yeah. you're like you don't know, like we, you don't know what we have. I mean, there's all that negotiating that you're doing. Right. But I, I agree with Anna because I, I think the only way to really get any power back, and, and it's now it's just power for you. It's is to is to stop uh, communicating, and 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 because you've you're identifying yourself now in this as a as a member of this relationship, and and you have to now start rethinking your own identity. You are no longer a member of this relationship. You are your, you are your own autonomous person. And I would say, just enjoy that. Just, just, you know, do all the things that you were held back from doing and, and take a trip and start a new hobby. And I mean, all the, th- all the cliches they tell you to do, I swear to God, they help. You have to like fight the inclination. Yeah, I know. You have I to know. fight the inclination. Cause otherwise it just feels like you shit. Like you're already feeling like shit. And then when you reach out, you don't get a response it feels so much worse. There's a great book I'd recommend yeah, you read. Really good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's awful because and but again, the way to get that power back, the way is to go through a couple. It's like any sort of withdrawal. It's like any drug withdrawal. You've seen movies if you haven't gone through it yourself, where someone's coming off drugs and they have to be like held down and you're throwing up. I mean, it's it's like that, but for your fucking soul. And right now, you're still like trying to dip your toes in and. And, and, and again, for him, for, for your ex, uh, that's not an attractive thing. So at the very least, if you just want that power back, um, which you should want. Uh, and, and Justin, wait, so, so all of this came as a, as a surprise, right? Like he didn't give you fair warning necessarily, right? It, just, it, it seemed so out of left field. Like it seemed like we were actively trying to make this relationship work because it's what we had wanted. Was the and job... Then- Sorry, did the job not seem special enough for him to like leave everything behind, or, or was it a huge opportunity for him? It wasn't like, and there, this was the other weird part, and I don't think I've mentioned this, but like when he told me that he was moving at first, he said that it was going to be like a year and longer, maybe permanent. And then, like, when we had met in person to like sort of like break up in person, he was like saying that it was only four months. So I was mm. like, it's this like there was a there was a level of like I don't like I don't even think he knew what 
what he how long he was going for or what was happening and that's also why I wanted to respect this for him because it was like a it was a professional move and he was feeling lost mm-hmm. and he wanted this job and I was excited for that but I guess I was just like so confused as to why the relationship also had to end I freaked out when he told me uh like I wasn't I don't know so you weren't ready you well, weren't yeah. prepared. But, but, Justin is he moving closer to his hometown um yeah actually he was He's young. Is he your age? Is he 25 as well or close to it? Uh, yeah, he's the same age as me, 25. You know, I, and this is, uh, when I was at it, in fact, that's how old we were when we met Anna. The world seemed like it was all in front of me, you know, and like there were so many things I wanted to experience and, and that included people. I remember thinking like, God, there's so many people out there and I'm, every time I'm, I go to a different job, I, I'm on a different set, like I'm meeting these new, sometimes yeah. very attractive people and it was difficult for me. And I, now I'm not saying this sounds like condescending, like you're too young to be in a committed, but is there any part of you that if you were to, I don't know, re- shift your way of thinking, is there any part of you that is maybe longs to meet other people and get to know other people? And maybe y- you could just kind of shift the way you're thinking, knowing that he's your friend one day, it'll come back. Even if it's just in friendship form. Justin, I, I think, I think this is, Oh God, my heart aches for you. I know it really sucks. But but I'm telling you, if you can resist the urge to reach out to him, I know I know it's it, hard. It's so fucking hard. No, but it, it's the only move. Yeah, it's the only move because yeah. even if it, let's say if it, if you are holding out hope that it comes back, it won't. If you're like timidly like hey like poking him because clearly he wants to be away now. He I I know it's hard to understand, but like it, you just have to kind of commit to that now. Yeah. And like, do not yeah. just, just be like a monk, you know, just like, just treat it like a monk any- that goes out and parties. <laughs> yeah. A monk that likes to <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like most monks, um, a Benedictine monk, I think that's the order that really fucks a lot. Um, yeah, it's true. And, but, but my heart too goes out to you. Cause you know, the, the thing that you said that really got me that I don't know that I, that's very, it's really tough to, is, is that he was, you guys were such good friends and yeah. it's like losing a friend on yes. top of a, yeah. mm. but Justin, please protect your heart just for the time being, yeah. just for like at least the next two months. Yeah. And then please keep in touch. And I would love to talk with you again. So, sorry. There's a great book called the oh art of God. loving. Uh, Justin, I can't recommend this book enough. It's called the art of loving by Written Eric by Justin Long. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. I wish. Um, no, I, I, but it's, it's, it's so useful and I think you might find a lot of value in it. It's been written by a guy named Eric, Fr- Eric Froman, I think. I mean, everyone relates to heartbreak. Everyone. Yeah. And I'm so sorry yeah. you're going through this. No, but, and also talk to friends who, cause like Anna said, everyone's been through it and, and it's nice to remind yourself of that. Like, Oh, I'm not in this unique situation that will you know, I'll, I'll get lost in and consumed by, and I'll, I'll just drown. I'll be crushed in an avalanche of depression because everyone goes through it. And like, you wouldn't be human if yeah, you didn't. And talk to your other friends who have gone through it. And it always helped me to, to, to find commonality with other yeah. people's stories. And yeah. Yeah. So thanks for sharing yours. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Justin, you so much. I'm not. I, <laughs> I love you. And please, please, please let's be in touch. I would love that. Thank you. I will. Thank you so much. I'm obsessed with you both. Thank you. Oh, I love you. All right. Good luck, Justin. You're going to be fine. You're going to be great. You're going to be better. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Moira? Yep, hi. Hi. Hi, it's Anna Ferris and Justin Long. Hi, Moira. Moira, uh, please tell us what's going on. Yeah, so I, uh, my boyfriend and I, he's great. This is not, like, detrimental by any means, not a deal breaker. But I was just always under the impression that when we go to a party and if it's my friends and I get to let loose or if it's, like, my people that I know I get to let loose and if it's his friends, like, the reverse, right? That's, like, I would feel like that was understood. And I had a party with my coworkers just a few weeks ago. And I was like, okay, like, my my friends now, like, you know what that means? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. I was okay. He did not get it. He uh, partied super hard, which was great. I was happy, happy he was having a good time. Then I felt like I had to reserve a little bit back, and I was like, I just wanted to celebrate with my coworkers and my my uh, I'm friends with the people I work with, my friends. And I kind of got a little mad at him, and I I really yelled at him a lot. And I was like, this is this wasn't right, like. You got hammered with my work friends, and I didn't. I didn't get to enjoy my time. I was really upset with him, and he was. He was really hurt by it. I could tell his like uh, his love language is the words of affirmation, and I was not affirming his actions by any means, or himself. Moira, um, do, you, do you mind if I interrupt yeah. for just a second? I'm sorry. Um, Go right ahead. So he got hammered, um, but then the behavior that really pissed you off was that about like. Was he um, overly obnoxious with your coworkers? Yeah, how does that manifest? Yeah, no, 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 not by any means. He wasn't. He wasn't acting out in any way. Uh, but that just meant that I had to drive. Then so I kind of had to cut time. back. Yeah, not necessarily babysit oh. him. But and we don't like we don't we don't drink often. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Kind of, kind of had to watch him a little bit. I was just a little concerned. But he wasn't um, doing anything to to obnoxious, or that would your friends were like, "What's his deal?" Yeah, absolutely not. Oh. Not the case. Do you have? Um, is there? Are there? Uh, do either of your parents have any uh, troublesome relationships with alcohol? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, we're Irish, so we can we can handle ourselves. Uh huh. And and when you get drunk, would you say it's your man? It's manageable for him. It's um. We don't like when we drink. It's very, it's very infrequent. But I feel like we uh, we in, we indulge a little more because we do it so infrequently. Uh-huh. So, so what did what was there a specific moment? And I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but was there was there a specific moment of obnoxiousness with like with a particular? Yeah, what was co- the catalyst for your the, anger? The coworker that. I, well, I guess I came to work and someone had brought it up. They're like, oh, he must have had a lot of fun. Like, how was he feeling the next day? And I oh, think that's what really angered oh. me a little bit. So it wasn't exactly his act. I mean, and if it was me, it would be fine, right? Because I see them on the daily and they know that, that I can function and I and I can prove myself in other ways. But that was like, I think, the, the solo instance. And I think it just really bothered me. I was like, great, now they're going to have this image of someone in his head and it's not accurate. I think this is a problem with like a coworker. You know, we want everyone to like our partners, but, um, but this also seems to me like, um, I, I don't know what's wrong with that person that they would say something like that. That's, that to me seems kind of rude. Like, don't you think? Uh, like, I, okay. Yeah. Uh, th- th- it seems like, judgmental. I'm like, yeah, okay, what are you saying? It's like I it, would ask my okay. coworker, Hey, Oh, was it a problem? Did he say something shitty to you? Was mm. he like, did he, yeah. Throw up on your or at this shoe. point, maybe not ask anybody at all, but but please take that into consideration. Just like you're saying, Justin, like like yeah. like like what's wrong with just just absorb that for a second, like how that person feels towards you, and if they're competitive towards you. Moira, what did I'm, your boyfriend say okay. when you when you broached this? Like when you brought this up, and how did you bring it up? Like how did you guys communicate about it? I. I came home from, because this was like right at the end of the day. I think it was like a really long day and I really try not to bring like stress from the work day home, but it was just mm-hmm. that, that last comment of the day just kind of like set everything flying. And I got home and I gave him a call and I was like, Hey, where are you at? And then I, 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 we, we met up and I was talking to him and then I just kind of like unleashed and I was like, you know what? I really wish you would have respected my wishes. And then I, as I was going on, I'm an over communicator by any means. So once I start talking, it's just, 
like a snowball effect. I just keep going on and on and on. So as I was, as this was going on, I was getting angrier and like louder. And then at the end of the night, I still was kind of like, okay, like all that was valid. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, that was not, that wasn't the way to deal with it. Yeah. And what was he saying while you were laying into, while you were expressing this uh, anger? He was so apologetic and he was like, Mm. he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I hope I didn't embarrass you. And I was like, no, it's not that. Like, I just don't. I just didn't want him to feel uncomfortable the next time that he Well, it is that. I mean, you have to be because, honest in that moment, too. I mean, you were embarrassed. Like, you can't- I wasn't embarrassed in the moment, but then I guess you're right. Once once it was brought up, like, later, I was like, great, you were thinking about this for quite some time. And, like, how many other times was it brought up? And I was like, I just, I, I don't get, mm-hmm. I'm not embarrassed myself by any means. I was just more kind of protective of him. Yeah, because I know yeah, how of he course, get, of he course. Because I know how he get super... Wait, yeah, but, he just gets he gets super overwhelmed when like he, he's a top perfectionist. Sure. Like he has so, to be perfect at everything that he does. So uh, more so that's something that I was like, yeah. I, I have I have a couple of questions. So um Yeah. Are you guys living together? We do not currently, no. Okay, so here's the thing. I I wonder if um if you're feeling pressure to get married or to move in or to um to be sort of whatever, follow the path of whatever we have to do. Like a more of a commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. And then, and then if you're not feeling com- like completely that, if it expresses its way, like, it, you know, itself in, in a different way. Um, because it seems like if he had been number one, if he had been like, if your coworker had said, Oh yeah, he like, like, felt me up, then that's one yes. thing. It, or if another coworker said something like, oh, yeah, he told like a racist joke. That's another thing. While feeling me up. <laughs> While feeling yeah. me up. Twofer. Right. But, um, but it doesn't quite seem like, unless there are those specifics or something, that it's, it's quite an, enough warrant that kind of reaction it, it, yeah, yeah yeah if i could play defend him for a second he's going to your environment there's a lot of pressure when it comes to that like having to make a good impression and that's why he must have been mortified upon hearing that you were uh some and of your it was co- lame of a co-worker to say like especially if the offense was not that great like, i agree you know what i mean like if it wasn't that big of a deal if it I was agree. just like but I also understand where Moira is coming from because I've been in the situation where you're having your time, your fun time is impeded, is hampered because of your partner, like not having their shit together. Yeah, but and, don't you think that like for someone to say, oh, your boyfriend was really fucked up, like that, that's lame. That's yeah, a lame thing to say. And that feels like a competitive thing to say. And that should not be dismissed. I agree. And this may be reading too much into it. And a lot of dating is, especially when you're 23, it's a vetting process. You're just basically vetting somebody else to see whether or not you can like spend the rest of your lives together. I and mean, that for the most part, that's what like yeah. dating is. So I wonder if there is a part of you and I don't want to plant any weird seeds who that may be thinking, I don't know if I don't feel secure in this relationship for other reasons. And this is just a, I don't know. This is just a, a, a yeah. Side effect of that, yes. you know, yeah. this is just a uh, an because excuse. it feels like a minor offense. It like does. It's, it's not even an offense. It feels it, like somebody it having feels like, like some, a good time. Totally. If you're in a secure, strong, like good relationship, you should be able to laugh about that stuff. It certainly yeah. shouldn't yeah. fester and build yes. up over the course Completely. of a day and Completely. like come spilling out. Yeah. You know, to the part, and, yeah. and he must feel really unsafe now too. Like yeah. I, I can only imagine. Like next time he he goes out with you, he pro- he'll probably feel like on on edge. You know, and and. I wouldn't want to drink. Yeah. If you had to answer who had more power in the relationship, would you say it was it was you or him? I would say it's him. Hmm. I know that it makes me sound like I'm like not a feminist, which I 100 no, 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 no. But uh, I, I think that yeah, I, I would say he has the more power. Hmm. And I don't know why I say that. I don't really have anything to back it up. Do you think you but, he likes you more than you well, like think, him? Well, I think we've been dating for over two years, so I think oh. we're pretty we're pretty comfortable with each other. Oh, yeah. We can have some hard conversations, but 
Hey, that's a good question. I I never really thought about it that way. When did you have this conversation with him? This was a few weeks ago. How have things been since? Has there been tension between you two? Have you gone out since then? No, we've gone out since then. It's been fine. After the after the fact, like right after the, the party, we were like laughing at it. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, "Oh, you know, my boyfriend like doing some, you know, kind of making jokes about it." So it was fine then. I mean, I was a little upset that I had to like kind of cut back, but in the grant, like not not to, like it didn't ruin my night by any means. Um. But then after the like the comment was made, that's when I was kind of like, um, mm. am I ignoring something that, that I shouldn't be? That, that's like, is that a, that big of a deal? That's the thing that I wonder about, like, who made that comment and right. and why? Because it, it feels unnecessary. And, and why so it affected somebody, you so Somebody, deep. like, that feels very competitive with you and, like, I don't know who that coworker is. Like, especially as women, we're so prone to um anybody's like um response or whatever like they're yeah and and to our partners to our friends i would just think about that part too like that that coworker will not be part of your life forever and so how you want to examine whatever motive because because a cool person would wouldn't ever say something like that Mm -hmm. i think don't you think? Yeah. I was thinking about it in the reverse effect. Like if it was me that got, you know, hammered with my, it would be, it would, it, it would be fine. They would have been like, oh, how do you feel? Exactly. Exactly. So why is that person? Like, oh, I was fine. Why is it that person has so much more status? Day. You know? Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. You're so, you're so right. That's so, it's so smart of you to, to think about those things because, um, yeah, why exactly what Justin said? Well, like, why does that person have that status? But but it's worth examining because you know how when um, a friend tells you like, oh, that person's not all that cute or whatever, or they say, oh, that person's super hot, like our yeah. our standards get mm-hmm. like they start to shift. It, there is that effect of people that are around you, the community. And so just take that into effect because I don't think that. I don't think that your boyfriend did anything wrong. Yeah, I, I thought okay. the story was going to go, I thought it was going to be like, this was a chronic, this was like the final straw of a chronic problem that he you've been dealing with. But but also don't be afraid to really examine like why it did have an effect on you and, and you did get upset and just... Kinda, I think it was because of the comment. Though. I, no, I do too. But why? Why? What about that comment? Right, and and right. I, I hate to say this to you, Moira, because you're being very vulnerable right now. And it's nice of you to share the story. But it the response you had the next day wasn't like the most loving response. It, I think you could have handled that in a, in a different way, too. And you could have communicated your feelings about it in a different way. I think my Irish temper took over for a little bit. I definitely, like in the moment, I say a lot of things where I'm like, I'm just fuming and I'm just getting red and I'm like, why did you have to do that? And then, uh, and then the the next morning after our argument, I was, or or my, me yelling at him, I woke up and I was like, I I definitely could have handled that in a more efficient manner and not just yelling and lecturing him, but kind of just having a conversation around it. And and now that I look back, I feel like this is, this was like my, this is like my question I was asking myself. I'm like, did it even, did it even have to be a conversation? Like, I feel like I overreacted and now I'm like, I hope he doesn't feel like he has to walk on eggshells. Well, just communicate that to him. That's easy enough. Yeah, I totally get that. Like I said, he is such a perfectionist and I think I want, like, I don't want to make him feel anything less than that. And I don't want him to make himself feel anything less than that. You know what you should do? You should go out and and, and have a few drinks with your boyfriend and just like kind of be a little drunk and dumb together. Take an Uber. That's a great fucking idea. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, Love like it. like have have fun together and don't let whatever fucking okay. bitchy coworkers yeah. like passing judgment yeah. God affect knows your relationship. Where, God knows where their comments are coming from. Exactly, you know, like, so that, that was just fucking lame. Like yeah. no one needs to say that. We all make social mistakes or whatever. Not even they're not even mistakes, but uh, but for someone else to motivations for improvement, call your boyfriend <laughs> out on that. Even if it's not the person that you're going to be with forever, it still is. It's slightly rude, and just consider the 
the circumstances behind that. Yeah. And who is that? What are they like? Some Puritan? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, like he had a few drinks. He had, I'm not advocating like alcoholism, yeah, but, but like, it's, uh, we've all, sure, sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's like don't be hard on him. And he's he felt like, bad for it. It's, if if the next day had been like whatever, I was partying. That's how I do it, you know. Like he, but he seemed contrite and um, he recognized yeah, it and, as being a little excessive. And, 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 but uh, but also make him feel safe. I'm not even sure should have had it. Well, yeah, you, I mean, I this, this is a <laughs> wrong two people to be advising <laughs> on this. I'm like, <laughs> like wait, he didn't throw up on anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, more. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you guys. And You're have amazing. Fun. Have yeah. fun out there with your you. friend. I love you too. I, I love you so Thanks, much. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. You say I love you. No, I don't. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a big word. <laughs> I love you. I mean, I like her very much. I'm fond of her. <laughs> well, I love you. I love you too. That oh, I can say. Oh, you did it. Yeah, I don't know Moira. Ah. <laughs> Nice. I know you. I know I love you. I can. It means something. Thank you Moira, so much. I'm fond of you. I, I really love. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. Hey everybody, please help us build the unqualified community. Please write down or record your stories and send them to Anna at unqualified.com. or you can send a letter or postcard to unqualified. P.O. Box 528-15332, Antioch Street, which is spelled A-N-T-I-O-C-H, Pacific Palisades, California, 90272. I can't tell you how excited I would be if I got a postcard from somebody. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Thank you.